100. 100 episodes. 100. Giving you it. 100 for 100 episodes. Actually, probably more if you count bonus content. Probably, probably around 140 episodes. But who's counting? 100. Uh, 100 episodes. I'm so sorry that I couldn't be here for a 100th episode. Uh, but you will be benefited by very mean imitations of me, as is tradition for when I don't show up for an episode. So enjoy people imitating my show Muppet Voice. 100. We did it, everybody. They said it couldn't be done. Who's they? My, my parents. Uh, but in sincerity, uh, thank you guys so much for listening and supporting us. Oink, oink. Uh, okay, I'm going to go now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 100th episode of Ballin' Out Super! Super! 100 episodes! Super! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Time to start the show! Super! <laughs> I'm your host, Jeremy Hammond, and with me, as always, is my only co-host, <laughs> <laughs> There can be only one! I need to be here! It's our 100th episode, I thought, in honor of our 100th episode, and how much we love our dear friend Katie, we would take this opportunity not to do an impression of Katie. <laughs> Instead, we'll have a reverent moment of silence for Katie. Okay, everybody, moment of silence. And that sound you heard was glass breaking. (laughs) (laughs) I smashed a 40 on the floor for Katie. Uh, Yes, because of uh, the, what are we, capitalism? (laughs) Because of capitalism, Katie can't be here. She has to work to make a living to keep herself fed, and so she is at her job, which is Working for Adam Smith. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now, on to more important business. Our guest this week, very excited to have them on the show, Admin Goku from Anarcho Saiyanism meme page. <laughs> How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing I'm doing just fine. So so excited to have you on. <laughs> I'm really it's, glad to be here. It it is a uh I don't know, like a it feels like a lifetime of at least the lifetime of this show, I think we've been running concurrent to one another. Memes I, passing in the dark. Memes <laughs> passing in the dark. And, and I'm just, I, it feels like uh, inevitable and and yet. The final clash. <laughs> well, maybe not final, but I will say, it, 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 when I first saw that this podcast existed, I was stunned because I'd already been doing anarcho-Satanism for maybe uh, two years or something. And just yeah, and somehow never heard of this, you know. That is strange that we would start separate <laughs> Dragon Ball lefty things at the same time, independently on opposite sides of the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, were you were you in the states when you started it? Because yeah. you live in uh, Amsterdam now. Right? Yeah, actually, I uh, I didn't start it uh, myself. Somebody else did. 
uh, and they use the page every now and then, but they yeah. they kind of like they had made a, a couple of things on there that I just I I, I thought it was so amazing. <laughs> I like started making stuff and just kind of like messaging them with like memes I made, and then I was like, "Could I be an admin, please?" And they just were like, "Yeah, you seem to get the joke. Take it." And uh, so I, I I've run with it for a really long time. The page was started by my father before he was <laughs> admin Bardock. <laughs> Um, okay, so Admin Goku, uh, we like to start off the podcast by asking our guests about Dragon Ball and anime and kind of what your life story with it is. Uh, so obviously you're into Dragon Ball, but like maybe we could start with like when did you get into Dragon Ball first? Uh, definitely when I was like, I guess I was maybe nine or so, and uh, it was running on Toonami. And I was like one of the first like long term writing projects I kind of did for myself was a uh, I would write every day as a, a journal from the perspective of Gohan. I would, I would watch the show and then I would <laughs> write as if I had been Gohan in that thing. I always felt this really strong connection with them, uh, especially uh, because of that. <laughs> no, no, by all means, it's pretty funny. <laughs> That's a very fun, like, definitely, like, of all the people we've had on the show that have actual experience being a fan of the show, that's at least the most unique one we've ever got. <laughs> and it's an interesting place to gravitate to because Gohan is the center of trauma for the show. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. He's the best one to keep a journal of. Like, Piccolo would have nothing to say. <laughs> I saw a rock today. The waterfall is going. I sat under a waterfall again. <laughs> Opened my eyes briefly to look out over the stream. It was a good street. Good girl on the bus again. <laughs> Wondering if I should clean my clothes or just disappear them and magically make new ones. <laughs> Today I blew up the moon. <laughs> Maybe didn't think that through. Fish dying all over. <laughs> Am I the bad guy? UNICEF starting fund against me. <laughs> okay, so so you're writing this uh, you're writing this journal from the perspective of Gohan. Like, what kind of stuff is going into the journal? Is it like uh, like pretty straightforward? Are you getting a little more creative with kind of like his inner monologue? I mean, I was fairly young, so I wasn't like a good writer or anything. Um, and, and well, so I went to a Montessori school, so it's just kind of like we just had to do writing every day, you know, and writing was my favorite thing yeah. to do. But like just writing about what happened in the episode of Dragon Ball Z that I watched the last night was way more fun of an obligatory writing procedure than like, I don't know, anything else <laughs> at the time. And, and and here we are years later. And like, this is what I'm using is it's, it's like somehow I've managed to access this platform of like over 10,000 people just by also doing like weird fan Dragon Ball Z stuff. Feels like you really missed out on an opportunity there for an over 9,000, but I'll let you pass on that. (laughs) (laughs) I I hadn't realized how similar Gohan's story would be if he was chronicling it in a journey every day to just being Anne Frank. (laughs) 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 You're going to have to explain that one a little bit. (laughs) He's like, he's always on the edge of death and people are hunting for him and it's how he is. <laughs> wow. And of course, famously, uh, the stories about him masturbating and looking at his genitals have been censored from the story. 
Why aren't those in there? A lot of parallels. A lot of parallels. Dan Frank, when she gets her shoulder armor for the first time. <laughs> Big highlight of the story. <laughs> All right, so, so journaling is Gohan. Where do we go from there? What are your passions? Oh, my pa- well, activism mainly. I, I make um like uh video news right now is like my my big project. Uh, also for survival, and um uh yeah, well that's actually pretty much it. Is doing activism stuff. I have no friends. I, I run a meme page and and do uh I mean I do do collective working with people and stuff. Although it's just recently uh I've really been trying to get tap into a, a larger network. That's why I moved into the Netherlands and um. I am trying to make it so that I can bridge different activist groups across the world in different ways. The news is great. Oh, you, you've seen them. The, uh, the the ones that you transpose onto the Dragon Ball pictures are really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's, it's, it's just such a narrow thing. Yeah. I like when it's uh, a Bolsonaro, but he's over a picture of Cooler. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, it, it's like, it's got such a big audience, but I want to do something with it, you know? And, and it's really bizarre because yeah. I was doing news stuff before I moved, but I, I like, I got here and just like trying to deal with my immigration stuff. I was like doing graphic design or stupid shit like that. And it was just, um, when I started, I was like, what do I do with this meme page? I've got this huge audience. I should really do something. And then news just kind of came to mind because I had experience with doing research and I, I started doing that. And after the first one, I was just like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, I could really use this to do something more than just the meme page probably. <laughs> Um, so what about like anime uh, more broadly than Dragon Ball? Were you, were you like a general weeb or mostly <laughs> no, Dragon Ball? No, I, I mean, I, I posed this one for a little while, uh, but mostly I um, – I was really into Dragon Ball. I, I wasn't too, too into some of the other anime, but I never liked to think of anime as a genre. I was always like kind of weirdly against that. So I mean, I because I, I, it's not right. Like it's just a a form of of medium or something. But I yeah. But but uh, so when people would like try to turn me on to anime, like just like most mediums, it's like ninety percent of everything that exists in it is garbage, and then like there's some that are good. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know if nationalist is the right word for it, but there is like a, a interesting thing that like we consider anime a genre and animation immediately. Well, I th- it's definitely that we're foreign from it. And right. It's like, oh, the Japanese cartoons. <laughs> yeah. Those are all the Japanese cartoons. <laughs> they shoot blood out of their nose and they fly backwards <laughs> and they're horny in a way that is illegal. And it's an anime cartoon. <laughs> I'm already fixated on the idea of being a fake weeb where it's like six friends dressed up as the Sailor Moon character. <laughs> you know, he likes the news. <laughs> <laughs> you can't sit with us. <laughs> yeah, it's like the same as like when a punk, uh, when like people find out a punk listens to like Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> You're not like a real punk. <laughs> there's there's like a real uh, social adhesive for anime in America, though, uh, maybe less now than it was even like 15 years ago. But I remember being in high school and I had one friend who our only thing in common was we liked anime. It's uh-huh. like, 
we hung out a few times, and after the second time, we were just like, you want to watch me play all of Kingdom Hearts 2? <laughs> oh, no. I, I I always hated that. I hated being the one doing it or having a friend being the one that's just, like, playing through a game, and then you just, like, sit there and watch. It's, like, the worst. Which is just a shame because, like, you get one-player games sometimes, you know? And it's sad when you get one-player games. Yeah, I, know, I refuse to buy one-player games for a long time, actually. One-player games are fascist. <laughs> And at least very individualist. I bet Stern would yeah, probably very, do Yeah, the only the only true collector of this game is Mario Party. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> I don't want a revolution anymore. <laughs> I, I I did. You know, the first anime that I, I looked out when uh, was actually it, it's really it's really bizarre thing. So like anime was getting big. There, uh, there's this one. There's you know the people some of the people that I really liked liked anime so I kind of tried to get into it and I remember going to like Blockbuster as a kid and like picking out an, an anime and it was a thing about a person who steals a nuclear submarine and then they declare themselves a sovereign nation. What? Yeah. Is that sub six? A new metal. <laughs> like isn't that like I just feel like and the thing is I loved it I was like nine years old and I thought it was so cool but it was like it just so different from like Dragon Ball and Pokemon and all the shonen stuff that was coming on TV you know. It always feels strange when anime has any grounding in the real world like some kind of mistake <laughs> happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you watch like I I had a subscription to a website where I would just watch like pilots of different ones and you end up by accident on like the baseball anime and then like 20 minutes wait they're just gonna play baseball that fucking sucks really like upsetting about seeing an animated uh, real life scenario like it reminds you that like in this cartoon world like something like in, in Dragon Ball Z it's fine when somebody dies because they usually get beamed to death and you're like well that's and whatever. That's like, how that's, he wanted to go. Right? Yeah, that's how he wanted to go. He died the way he lived. How upsetting would it be if just like midway through one episode, like they're in the middle of like the tournament of power, they're all fighting, and then out of nowhere they get a call from Bulma and she's just like, I don't know how to tell you guys this, but like Chi Chi slipped on some dish soap. <laughs> Just stop the turn. <laughs> oh my god. Goku doesn't miss a beat. <laughs> Your wife is dead, Goku. I've done three times. She doesn't seem like a bitch. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I was kind of thinking about that. Like, they would just wish her back. But on the other hand, I actually really like the Dragon Ball stuff where they do the, the slice of life things when it's not awful. The Dragon Ball Z episode where uh, Goku and Piccolo learn to drive is like one of my favorite uh, episodes. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it's, uh, there, but on but then on the other hand, like, I, I kind of agree with you about the, I'm not a fan of the, the slice of life animes. And I think it's really funny that a lot of the best animators today kind of like to like flex on people. They make these like really straightforward slice of life films and they're like look how beautifully i animated this person standing in the street well i was just talking about this on the stream the other day i just watched this show on netflix called like the flavors of youth or something like that gross and it's like totally <laughs> one of those types of shows where it's like some big time like animation studio is just like we're gonna show everybody how fucking art we can be <laughs> and <laughs> this is a, this is just going to be a 15 minute short film about a guy talking about the rice noodles that he's eaten throughout his life narrating <laughs> <laughs> in like the most sensual voice ever about how like when I was a child <laughs> my grandmother would take me to the stand in the morning. <laughs> 
had delicious rice noodles. <laughs> and then one day, the rice noodles were gone. And so too was my youth. Hey, roll credit. <laughs> <laughs> Show me a beam. Show me a beam. <laughs> None of you are a dinosaur, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you say we get into the episode? Do you value the world around you, the world you think is real, or are you merely seeing data? Oh, hey, didn't see you there. It's me, Morpheus. You know, when I'm not giving people pills of different colors and sizes, I really like to relax with a good old weeb podcast called Ballin' Out Super even enjoy the podcast and support the artists by buying one of their shirts, which is very selfless of you to do. As selfless as rising up against the robots, turning ordinary human beings into this. You can't see, but I'm holding a battery up. The title of this episode is Rampage! A crazed warrior's savagery awakens. We respect Katie and her voice, and we would never imitate her voice. Never would. Never would. Not now, not ever. (laughs) That's the title of the episode. There's nothing funny about it. Nothing funny. Nothing funny here. It's like reading the Iliad. reading the title of this episode. Nothing funny about the alien. <laughs> so, uh, we open, and uh, everybody's kind of reacting to the end of the last episode where uh, Krillin got thrown out of the ring <laughs> and, uh, from the tournament. That was funny. Uh, basically, everybody all has the same moment. We're all They're all just like, damn, dude, Krillin's out? I didn't expect that shit, man. Wow. Oh, wow. Even 18, you know, like, completely I'm just, like, poops on him. It's so brutal. 18 looks at him and goes, like, uh, uh, I'm embarrassed to be your wife. <laughs> you little man. You little, little man. I am so... I'm going to tell everybody that we got a divorce. <laughs> Ask him why he's on the desk at the precinct. <laughs> I'm going to plant drugs at our house. And I'm going to the force. I've been sleeping with the chief. <laughs> this feels like a, an episode made for Katie. Yeah, I know. The, everything that happened to this seemed very katie But, um... Yeah, the weird thing about Android 18 yelling at Krillin, and this is off-text a little bit, but that's got to be their whole dynamic. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He's such an alpha, and he's such like a little like, oh, I spilled the muffins again! <laughs> yeah, there's absolutely no way that they don't own at least five pairs of leather gloves. <laughs> like, that is the kind of thing. <laughs> They have a special dishwasher just, or, uh, laundry machine just for cleaning leather gloves. Uh, so then we uh, we cut away from that uh, undoing of a man. <laughs> and, uh, we we cut to uh, uh, Vegeta versus the Danny Brown robot and giant Winnie the Pooh. Oh, flip that! You hadn't been following this, right? No, I tried. I really tried. I could not. It was such a waste of my time. I felt like it was. <laughs> Yeah, think about how we feel. Does it feel like that? I, I was, like, I was like, why? Like, if, if you're not gonna take this seriously, why should I? You know, like. <laughs> well said, episode one hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, so these are uh, these are characters we've met before, actually, uh, not only in this tournament but in previous tournaments. Uh, so we know them quite well. The we robots. One of them is Woody. <laughs> the he gets sad. <laughs> he gets sad, and he says things like "clang" and "ratchets." They're much better developed than their new characters, like dinosaur wearing a power. <laughs> Uh, so we check in on him, and that fight's going strong, going exactly how it was before. No update, really. No update. Vegeta uh, is punching a, a, a robot. <laughs> yep. Uh, then we cut to Kaba, a.k.a. Spelt Vegeta, a.k.a. Vajoseph. Vajoseph. Uh, but Joseph is walking through all the carnage, and he just very casually kills a couple of people, or throws them off the sides, I guess. Uh, one of whom, the absolute boy, Venom Joker. Yes, I never could understand who Venom Joker was based on listening to our podcast <laughs> because I missed that episode. And then we were watching the and was like, oh, we killed Venom Joker. <laughs> so I guess I don't have to know now. I feel like I really missed that. <laughs> yeah, it was a blink and you'd miss it moment, man. He just, it's literally Cobbett just blasts somebody really casual. <laughs> And the person flying off the side looks like the perfect middle ground between Venom and the Joker. <laughs> That's what I think it stands as a Dragon Ball character, though. It's like joining the Crips. You gotta, like, do some shit. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta knock out Game of Venom, Joker. <laughs> uh, Hit. You check in on Hit. Hands in his pockets. Uh, what are guys, they doing in there? What, of course, hands in his pockets. What's he doing? He's uh, touching a little fidget cube. <laughs> he's, 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 got, he's got a little attention problem. With his mastery of time, he uh, needs something to do with his hands. Yep. So he's uh, he's hanging out, and what does he do? He casually uh, kills a Zelda boss. We have a Zelda boss from like uh, Ocarina of Time. He's got a big eye in the front, and uh, you know he's he's what, he like, has a laser. He, no, he's okay, got, oh, so he's he, got an eye laser. He's a big eye. He laser. had cut off his arm, snickety snicked with time punches, <laughs> and then the robot goes, "Ha ha! I don't need my arms. Ha ha!" And he charges up. And the animation budget for the charging up was pretty cool. It was like flashes and little particles going in. Yeah. Like, where's this going? And then it cuts to um, the Supreme Kai from his universe, who is like Supreme Kai, but he has Ray Bans. Mm -hmm. And he's like, ha ha! This is his thing! <laughs> <laughs> and then it immediately just like punches him off a cliff. There's no more to it. But uh, yeah. I just hate that guy with the glasses. He thinks he's better than me. <laughs> the one with his butt glasses. You're an angel. You don't need them. glasses. You don't need them. <laughs> oh, and now we get to what I think is probably the highlight of the, the meat episode. of the episode. Yes. The, 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 true, the true meat of this is uh, we check in on Kale. Take a bite. Take a bite. <laughs> <laughs> because of, not because it's a woman. Oh, I was thinking because it's Kale. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, or because it's Kale. <laughs> this analogy contains multitudes, I think. We check in on Kale, and she is fighting a, a true celebrity uh, cross-platform uh, uh, star, Dr. Zoidberg. <laughs> <laughs> I think that mouth move, was that was a Zoidberg special, for sure. The fight opens, she punches him in the mouth, and then he has mouth fingers that grab her hand. <laughs> it's so gross! Making you go, pew! <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as gross as Jared's eyes. It's so gross. <laughs> Ugh, everything is so wet on this show. The difference is Dr. Zoidberg in Dragon Ball has human fists, which makes him look even more unsettling. <laughs> so yeah, Kale's fighting Zoidberg, uh, and it's not going great. He does the little finger mouth thing. 
And then our boy, Sumo Pig, shows up to, <laughs> to join the party. Was this person in the other episodes before this, or was it just like a random, like... Who, Sumo Pig? Yeah, I guess. That's their name? He's new, um, but he's been in a few episodes, pretty much establishing, I'm a pig, but I'm big like a sumo wrestler. Look out for me, <laughs> sumo pig. <laughs> All right, that sounds, it seems like what I kind of gathered. Yep, he's just a sumo pig, and uh, he comes and he grabs... Kale by the hair, and Zoidberg kind of uh, lets loose. Uh, oh, this was disturbing, yeah. kind of. Yeah, it yeah, was. Upset. <laughs> he holds her up by the head while Zoidberg wails on her until she goes unconscious. <laughs> I feel like it's dangerous to air that. Yeah, it was really <laughs> yeah. dark. Um, and then she's saved at the last moment uh, by uh, Khalifa. Yes. Uh, Khalifa shows up and saves her, flies away. They have a, a fond moment. She has a moment where she's like, when you're getting punched by Zoidberg, you know what you should punch him instead. <laughs> it would be kind of cool if you did that. <laughs> Look, I told the other guys at the tournament I was going to bring you here. It's not like you're embarrassing me, but I think you should punch Zoidberg. <laughs> Yeah, like, you should do something instead of just cry until you pass out. Like, otherwise, don't come here. Uh, and I don't remember what happens here. I just wrote down, rest in peace, sumo pig with a frowny face. <laughs> I don't remember how that happens, but they kill sumo pig. Kale's sister or whatever, uh, Khalifa, like, just, I don't know, punches him. It's it's not animated it's too, too um, specially, so it's just kind of like... A flash of character, and then the other character flies away. Uh, you know? Yeah, that's a bummer. He, he, he deserved better than that. Boinking off again. <laughs> he did have a nice line, though. He was like, "It was an honor," and I was kind of like, "Oh, okay." So, like, there's something to you. You're not just like whatever the heck you've been in so far. I'm a pig action figure today. So then we uh, uh, we find Goku. Yeah, Goku has, like... Did they come to him, or did he go to them? I forget. Oh, Kale looks over and sees Goku fighting somebody else, and she does a little beanie at the guy, and then Goku's like, Hey, what the fuck, man? (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna beam that guy! (laughs) Will you look at me? Will you look at me, and I'm making this face? Okay, that's my face. Do not fucking interrupt when I have my beam face on. Respect the beam. Respect the fucking beam, okay? This episode is so supposedly they have 42 minutes for this entire tournament to take place, and everyone is just throwing time away. Well, it's I had no idea that was the thing. This is definitely like Frieza logic, right? Like the five minute to Namek. At least in that, like most of the time was spent in action, so you could like at least headcanon it to be like, yeah, everything's just happening at like fucking light speed or whatever. There's no way they're talking at light speed. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, but that totally like in Dragon Ball Z, there was like two seasons of that fight. It, it, it was so long of just like watching people like, oh, oh, he's really strong now. Oh, wow. He sure is strong. Uh. <laughs> Just like, I've always liked to like explain it away to myself as uh, Frieza is just kind of dumb. <laughs> like, he's so strong, like, nobody ever wants to like call him out when he's like completely wrong. And so, like, everybody's just been telling him, like, yeah, boss, that's what five minutes is like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he watches like Cold Mountain and he's just like Cold Mountain that was like a five minute movie and they're like yep uh huh five minutes 
space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's always killing scientists for no reason. Yeah, and the West is always telling awful lies about him. <laughs> so then with it's 43 minutes that they have for this tournament, but are the so they're on like this weird giant platform that's exactly out of the Legend of Korra at the beginning, uh, yeah. right? It's like this giant block. So are there multiple of these blocks with people that's fighting on them, or is there just supposed well, to be the one? It's just big, I guess. It's real big. <laughs> and they're not allowed to fly. It's the sort of like, but are the, and are the fighting, fights happening at the same yeah, time? It's a big battle It is, it is done so badly, because <laughs> it does not come across at all. Like, there's so many times where it's like, where even are you right now? Like, when they show Piccolo and, and the others, like, I guess they're at the base of the big block. But then, I, I don't know. Like, you cannot tell that a lot of these people are in the same setting yeah, right. at all. It's, it's very Whoa, strange. has not moved in four episodes. That, too. All, the rest of the Z-Boys are standing by that shaft in the middle. And they're just staying there the whole time. They have a Spartan phalanx that they refuse to break. <laughs> <laughs> Their strategy, I think, is just to stay by something that looks distinct from the rest of the thing so that we can cut away to them and know they're not there. Everyone meet by <laughs> We're all wearing the same shirt. <laughs> okay, so back, uh, back to the story. Kale and Goku uh, talk shop a little bit. They talk about Super Saiyan issues. They're both, you know? <laughs> they're both Super Saiyan. You know, um, you're going to want to wear a looser gee. <laughs> really big and a smaller gi when you get small yeah and uh when you when you do they fight right away i feel like she fights him in terms ussj well that happens in a second but first they just talk about going super saiyan and like what it's like and shit. It's so yeah she demands she demands that he teaches her how to become super saiyan blue and he's just like you, know, you can't do that yet and blue <laughs> i'm sorry what do you think this is a joke <laughs> <laughs> I call it Super Saiyan Gamer Fuel. <laughs> it's not for fake. Super Saiyan Raspberry Ice. Uh, a lot of this episode has a real fake gamer girls feel to it. Yeah, it really does. So uh, Kale does go uh, USSJ. She gets all bulky and big. and, and Her arms get big, big and her legs get big. And then her face screams and her boobs get huge. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest part of the whole episode, for sure. If you're strong, your boobs are huge. New, new can. Well, I think the implication was that her pecs are growing underneath, and that's pushing her boobs forward. But like, it, but it's it's its own separate action. Is the really yeah, weird thing, though. It's like <laughs> if it all happened at once. It would have been fine. But it was like a, a, a yakety sax type friends, <laughs> <laughs> boing kind of thing. Uh, so, uh, uh, Goku dunks on her. Yeah, Goku dunks. <laughs> uh, real hard he's like uh, fucking USSJ what is this fucking 19 he goes Super Saiyan 2 <laughs> he goes Super Saiyan 2 and he's like this one is like the other one but with lightning hold on I have the, the best transformation <laughs> <laughs> saying mean shit like that uh oh right I wrote this down uh very specifically Goku spends a substantial amount of time teaching somebody who his goal is for them to not exist anymore. How to go super saiyan? <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing, right? Like, does you, so your universe? The, the stakes is the universe, right? But it's yeah. like all the universes. 
that participate in this? Yes. It is, if you lose your universe, it gets blinked out of existence. Why don't they all just join together and rise up against whoever made that be a thing? That's what they've talked about a few times. They just seem to like, you know, it's a lot like... Uh, uh, there's no inter-universe solidarity. Yeah, they fall into the same pitfalls that a lot of leftist movements fall into. There's a lot of infighting. There's a lot of <laughs> really come to, come to an agreement on a tendency against Goku. You know, everybody's got their own version of like, <laughs> Goku. All of their supplies are from the Soviet Union. Yeah, that too. Yeah, the Soviet Union. <laughs> <laughs> it's really so much. And so, uh, yeah, what's happening there? They He goes Super Saiyan 2. He teaches Kale how to go Super Saiyan 2. They fight for a little bit. And then we uh, we check over with... Uh, uh, he teaches Cauliflower. Cauliflower, yeah, sorry. Uh, and then checks over with Kale. Kale has just the most beautiful moments, I think, of the entire series. Well, she... The introduction- oh, please don't say that's true. I really hope not, because I was really, like... I was, I was chiding it really hard, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Yeah. <laughs> Goku. Oh yeah! Like, what the fuck do you think this is? <laughs> you did not respect the beam. <laughs> Can you see we're doing beam? <laughs> I didn't give you beam powers to use it like this. Okay. <laughs> I would cry also though if Goku looked at me like that. Honestly, like that, it was it would break my heart. <laughs> Uh, Mikhail looks at the two of them, and and uh, Kalifa looks away and uh, breaks breaks the gaze between them. And Kale, you know, I think like a Kale lot of an us, internal monologue. I think she, I I feel for her in this moment because I too uh, will overinterpret a glance or a look away <laughs> glance into being just the worst thing that's ever happened to anybody on the planet. And I will just run myself in circles going insane over it. Every scene with Kale brings you like to the most insecure moment of your life. <laughs> <laughs> Where you're 13 years old and you're like, I'm like into hip hop now. And so like, not with those fat legs, fat legs. <laughs> 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 She's just perpetually being left alone at a dance and everything. <laughs> and uh, she decides that her girlfriend, Polyfla, is in love with Goku now because of all the great themes he does. Wait, wait, wait. Is she, are they actually sisters or not? No, no, no. They're, they're kind they're of coded. Love. They're coded partners. Oh, okay. That's cool. Like, it's not, like, there's, they call each other friends, but they're, like, friends in the same way that, like, Beerus and Weiss are friends. Where it's like, they actually said sis a lot in the thing that I was watching, like the subs that I had. I guess, I don't know if that's wrong, but... Oh, they are sis? No, I think it's like that T-sis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. just, they call each other sis. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, just that thing that happens all the time. I'm going to be curious if they're sisters. I'm, I'm going to be so mad, yeah. I'm going to be... Dating. <laughs> so, okay, so so Kale is watching, and she says, Kalifla is in love with Goku because of his big, meaty beams. And uh, <laughs> she gets so jealous and so sad and so worked up that she literally becomes Broly. Yeah. <laughs> and it fucking rules. It rules. I love it. Fuck you, Vic. I hope you fucking die. Yeah. <laughs> You're being replaced. This is the new thing. <laughs> 2020, this is the new thing. <laughs> Get on the train. Get on the train, Broly 2020. Uh, she fucking... <laughs> I just wrote down 
Kale runs through the Broly classics. That's she true. does every move that Broly does, and it's cooler because it's Kale. I was actually wondering if they actually just recycled some of the animation that they were making for the film because it, like, some of it looked a lot like that. Yeah, she does a lot of the same moves. She does the swinging around the head thing. Color swap. She does a uh, big green. She does <laughs> smaller green. <laughs> oh, and the thing that she does. Oh, there's one definitely. Okay, there's the thing that that Brawly did in the film with uh, the Hulk, where he, like, where, you know, where the Hulk slams Loki around, and then yeah, both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they both. The, it, that is the same exact animation. They just fucking it's put so it in here. Funny or something. <laughs> <laughs> you can't legally do what they did. Yo, whatever, Marvel. Come and take it. <laughs> yeah, rehash it for World War II. Based on this animation. I think if you did actually take all the canned animation, though, in this episode, like every bit that was just like they just copy and pasted some of it and then maybe like cropped it in a little bit, I think that it would definitely be at least a third of the episode. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, I think that's like pretty standard across the industry though right i don't know because like i, I mean maybe uh, yes in that in that that thing that i was saying earlier where it's like 90 percent of everything in a medium is garbage so it's like but then that's the thing that really bothers me about this is that it's it's dragon ball it's like it should be it, it, it because it is such a vehicle like the reason why you're able to make it successful now is because a lot of people care about it and so you could like actually make a cool story worth telling or you right. could just not care. And that's like, they're like, we're not even going to put enough money into it to have decent original animation. Like, they really don't care. And then it's more money, so whatever. Capitalism, well, I, I guess. It, as this show goes, like, with the animation budget starts getting higher. And I think what people have tried to tell me before, and I don't know how true this is, because honestly, I haven't been following this side of it very closely. But what I understand it to be is that, like, it kind of started picking up more momentum as, like, an actual series at this point. Like, before this, it was kind of seen as, like, eh, whatever, like, we're all watching it. And, like, this is about the part of the show where everyone's like, oh, this is actually a, a show that people should watch. And so this is about where they start actually, like... I mean, how does that happen with Dragon Ball, though? It was already on air for, like, 30 years. But it was gone yeah. for so long, and then this is it coming back. And I think a lot of people, like, I mean, look back at the first couple arcs and, like, how much we were watching it. Just, like, why did they make this? Yeah. <laughs> when they brought... I seeing Grace back. Did their budget suffer? No. <laughs> they had Broly in the first episode. <laughs> um, so, uh, stray observation here. Uh, there's a moment where Vegeta criticizes Kale's body. Yeah, yeah what the hell? <laughs> so Vegeta goes, what is the sinister form? And it's like, wait, that is not Vegeta. And then he goes, be careful, Kakarot. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Uh, that's just throwing one in for all the gamer gators, I suppose. Because everybody was so mad about this last year. Like when it came out in Japan, all the... Just that she was there. That she, that she exists. Yeah. Everybody was really mad that there's a woman who goes Super Saiyan. Compromise. And I think this is probably them just being like, hey, come on. Would you ask if uh, she's from the Uggo factory? So. <laughs> I didn't know Ugly Universe was here. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Ugly Universe. <laughs> <laughs> and he like, looks to everybody for approval and everyone's like, yeah, whatever, fine. It's fine, bit. <laughs> we, we like you still. <laughs> it's cool, it's fine, whatever. 
Uh, then uh, the the dinosaur Power Ranger. <laughs> this is the the advent of dinosaur Power Ranger. Yeah. So oh, so the big thing is that uh, you know, Kale fucks up Goku and and goes berserker and whatever, and uh, and he goes blue too before she does it. So it's yes. like, no, this is for real. This is for real. This, this is, is like Goku's, stronger than blue. Uh, Goku's and, interviewing at the getting his ass kicked factory. <laughs> 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 Not going great. <laughs> Uh, He's trying to unionize. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the ring and uh, kills a couple of people while she's at it. Everyone's like, she's going to fucking actually kill somebody and get disqualified. We got to stop her. Uh, and then Dinosaur Power Ranger pops out from behind some wreckage. <laughs> all of the Power Rangers. They all talk like Knights of the Round Table. <laughs> they all talk like internet atheists. <laughs> Clark. A wench has gone too far. <laughs> and uh, he he gets his uh, he gets his tail slapped out of his hand, doesn't he? Yep, he gets he gets uh, knocked he gets, right out the right out the damn ring. He gets dino blasted. Dino blasted, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, this is just trademark signature move. I'm getting dino. <laughs> <laughs> I was so sure that would work. <laughs> and then final moments of the episode, uh, Jared notices uh, things have gone awry for his teammates, jumps down, does a big wet blink. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I am so fixated on his eyes. They are disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) They're so big. Why don't they blink sideways? That's all I'm asking. Uh, But... A lot of characters have really big eyes on the show too. It's weird that that somehow they still look so alien, right? Yeah, it's there. So much work has been like just (laughs) a little bit of detail to make them just look wet. And she goes flying sideways towards the direction you think is out of the ring. And then somehow, <laughs> uh, Kalibla catches Kale standing where she was already. Yeah. Or did she fly all the way around the ring and back? I think what must have happened was that, because it's like Jared shoots the ball, it shoots her out of the ring. She's out in space outside the ring. I think somewhere around there, the ball must have like rolled under her. Right. And then blown up on the other side of her to shoot her back towards the ring. Uh-huh. Because otherwise, it makes no sense. And this is, of course, a show that always gets <laughs> <a lot> of- <laughs> I'd be very disappointed if this was uh, where I had to start becoming uh, <laughs> I don't know. The superposition of the ring is really starting to push my suspension of disbelief on this show. <laughs> Watch the tape, you can see there are actually explosions at the base of the kale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it was actually definitely an, an inside job. Like, <laughs> this couldn't have been. I've seen documents. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's it, man. That's the episode. They blow they blow it up, and uh, Kale lands back and calls his arms, and uh, oh, and then Goku's like, Yo! And uh, they they chat for a second, and the announcer's like, clearly, this is a fucking crazy tournament that is, <laughs> like, nuts, dude. <laughs> this shit is wild. <laughs> the announcer just comes back, and he always sounds like he had a smoke break. Like, oh, what 
is this even? <laughs> I hate to say it, but I freaking love my job. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, rate the episode. Fantastic episode. Fantastic episode. Rate the episode, read an email, get out of here. Uh, Alex, out of seven Dragon Balls. See, I'm torn because I do not want to summon the dragon, but uh, <laughs> this was undoubtedly one of the best episodes we've seen. Yeah, I mean, we... I did. We just gotta do it. We just I'm gotta give it. <laughs> seven out of seven Dragon Yeah, balls. seven out of seven Perfect Dragon Balls. Perfect episode. Really somebody, fantastic. There's a, there's a shot of somebody getting their hair braided in this. Oh yeah! Around. What? <laughs> totally forgot about that. Yeah, when uh, college will catches kale, like first thing she does is be like, "I got your hair." <laughs> it's just a tender moment between lovers, you know. She knows what will calm her down is is just like fixing her hair. A she little leans bit. into her and she says, "We're not related." <laughs> <laughs> I really hope they're not, and that they get to be that because that would be super cool if, like, if it was that. Uh, so Admin Goku out of uh, seven Dragon Balls. Uh, I I feel like I've been such a downer, but like I I, I want to say like, can I go less than one, or do I have to say one? No, you can go less than one. I <laughs> yeah, mean. I I you know I'm gonna say actually it's gonna be um uh the it's can I it's not even a Dragon Ball it's the used it's the it's the panties that Oolong wished for on the first Dragon Ball wish and then like oh, but after finding oh, them oh, under oh. his bed a year later that's what I give this episode. <laughs> disparity in ratings I think we've had. This sounds like a cast who hasn't watched 100 of these. <laughs> Despite your vote for zero Dragon Balls, uh, we are still going to summon the Eternal Dragon, Ben Ron. And you're I'm cool, that's fine. That's fine with me. Actually, if you did a tournament of power, we'll be summoning a new unaffiliated guest who grants a wish. <laughs> Arise, unaffiliated <laughs> guest! <laughs> Tyrannosaurus, wow, look at your your uh, appropriately sized Tyrannosaurus hat, <laughs> and yet your belt, your belt where you keep your guns is too far down your hips for your Dragon Ball rules, which I assume apply to you, uh, Tyrannosaurus Cowboy. It's right! The dinosaurs could not be back back a second time! <laughs> okay, so, uh, two ways. Um, I, I guess, uh, the, the first one is, um, uh, a better show. Like, Dragon Ball, but the, not y'all's. And, uh, the next one is that hopefully I could come on the show again sometime. Pew, pew! <laughs> I try to have modest expectations for the dinosaur dragon cowboy. I'm off to get on 
<laughs> Look at that horse, it's big enough for the Tyrannosaurus legs, and yet Tyrannosaurus arms. Clop off. Nay. Clop off. <laughs> wow. Alright, um, I think we should just skip the email for this one. This is this is pretty long already. Uh, so let's just go straight to plugs. Alex, what do you got? Well, well, well. Uh, great to be back in the anime room. Uh, how about this? If you are, would so care to do so, follow me on Twitter at Patak Jokes and listen to my new uh, half-hour double album on Spotify with my friend Danny Feltz. It's called Cry Havoc. You can just search my name on Spotify. If you like it, why don't you buy it off uh, Apple Music or something? Or just send me ten bucks. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Admin Goku, what do you got? Uh, well, of course, there's anarcho-sanism on Facebook, but more importantly, I should definitely really plug Autonomous Media, which is a thing that I'm I'm trying to work on to be able to live and also make more memes. And the the main thing of it is a show called World Revolution News on YouTube that you can watch. You can also follow News Autonomy on Twitter to be able to like follow the news research that I do for revolutionary things all around the world. Uh, and also, hopefully, if anybody wants to donate any money to me or, or Patreon things, like that makes me be able to eat bread and hummus instead of being hungry. So... <laughs> Wow, well, videos are good. They're very good. Uh, and uh, find me on Twitter at, at Jeremy Thunder. Uh, check us out on Twitch. We're streaming a bunch of dumbass video games. We just spent, <laughs> what was it, two hours yesterday? Two hours on Newgrounds.com? Or a couple days ago playing video games on Newgrounds.com. Give us better oh, suggestions. That does than sound that. fun, though. I mean, dang. <laughs> it was very fun. Uh, Reading old classics like School Shooter. And <laughs> Badly made Obama Dragon Ball game. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, we're at uh, twitch.tv slash ballin underscore out underscore super. And uh, that's it for this week. Join us next week. Super! Super!